Welcome to the Annie Jennings PR author and expert podcast series. My name is Stacey Amaral Kaufman. I'm the radio director for Annie's Big City number one national radio campaign that includes a performance guarantee and unlimited media training. Annie Jennings also offers her famous performance publicity program with no monthly retainers for influential online media outlets and television across the country. Our guest today is Kurt Neese. He's author of The Breath of Rapture and its sequel, Mercury Fields. So welcome, Kurt. Hey, Stacy. It's nice to talk to you. It is always nice to talk with you, Kurt. And why don't you start us off by telling our audience a little bit about your books? Well, one of them, the first one, takes place present day, and that would be The Breath of Rapture. And briefly, um, without giving away too much, it's a bit of a mystery, an event occurs that completely alters the course of human history. Um, and it comes in the form of a rather inexplicable tragedy, uh, catastrophe, and the cause is fleshed out in the course of the novel. So it's a little bit, um, it's been called somewhat science fiction, um, somewhat of a mystery, um, and a little bit of a whodunit. And the who is really kind of the clincher here. And um, uh, full disclosure, this was a book I wrote about eight years ago. And uh, it was very much my first um, foray into writing. And over the years, I've, I've come to understand that writing really is very much a muscle. And it it's exercised, it really improves with time. And I just, for a couple of reasons, I felt compelled to go back and revisit the first book and make some alterations, uh, both technical and to add to the rhythm of the book. But there is another component in that uh, two of the major characters in this book have passed away recently. And, um, and I should say it's somewhat autobiographical. So, um, it's also a bit of an homage to two people who, uh, meant an awful lot to me. So there it is. That's, that was the first book, The Breath of Rapture. And again, that takes place present day. And, um, at the end of the day with this book, the world's a very different place. And, and it's a better place, I should add. And what I wanted to do then was do a sequel, uh, and a follow-up that takes place a hundred years from now. So it definitely would fall more so into the category of science fiction. But with that, I also hope that it is thought-provoking and philosophical. And I take a lot of my inspiration from uh, the old Star Trek series because that's one of the few depictions of the future that was positive and enlightening and inclusive, and it doesn't end in Armageddon. Mm-hmm. Now, Kurt, would you say that the science fiction reader is your target reader, the kind of ideal person who would enjoy these stories? Um, I would say that that wouldn't hurt somebody who enjoys science fiction. I believe, and my intent is this is more for people who are on a bit of a spiritual path and who are seeking explanations. And um, and there's another thing. There's a 
term I'm going to throw out there that some folks would be familiar with. And, and if not, then I'd like to introduce this concept of ascension. And it's my personal belief that we're in an age of ascension right now. And what that really boils down to is the theory that evolution doesn't take place gradually. It happens in spurts. And I believe that right now humanity is having a giant growth spurt. And it's kind of painful. And it can make it seem divisive. But I firmly believe that good things are going to come from this period that we're experiencing right now. So I would say that that, too, would be part of my target audience as far as folks who have, oh, a little bit of tendency to um, enjoy New Age or uh, spiritual reading as well. And what is your hope for your readers, Kurt? What do you want them to take away from reading your books? Um, to recognize that it's a balancing act, life is a balancing act, and uh, it's critical to stay positive. But in doing so, you have to be willing to have convictions that may run against the grain occasionally. And when that happens, if you do happen to run against the grain with uh, another person, remain respectful and listen. And um, just keep on with your beliefs and trying to do the best you can. And finally, if you had one piece of advice besides what you, of course, just mentioned right there, the takeaway from your book, mm-hmm. if you had another, an additional piece of advice for our listeners who might be avid readers or who maybe aren't avid readers, uh, what would that be? Well, um, I can only make it personal, Stacey, uh, you know, come from my own point of view and my own experience. And that is we have good days and we have bad days. And when you're having a day that's less than pleasant and um, you're not feeling at your best, take a deep breath and realize that that will pass. And <laughs> I have an analogy where I used to smoke cigarettes, and years ago, somebody told me that you should always wear a watch with a sweet second hand, and when you have a craving for a cigarette, or or fill in the blank for whatever you'd like to get rid of in your life, watch that sweet second hand, and in one minute, that craving will be gone. And I think you can apply that as a metaphor to a lot in life. Just just be patient, wait, because the one thing we know that's constant is change. And if you're not in a great space, then you know you will be in a great space before long. Well, Kurt, thank you so much for your wisdom and insight and sharing with us today and talking about your books, The Breath of Rapture and Mercury Fields. Everyone, you can learn much more about Kurt Neese and those books online at kurtneese.com. Neese spelled just like your niece, Kurt with a K, K-U-R-T-N-I-E-C-E, kurtneese.com. Thanks again, Kurt, for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much, Stacey, and have a great day. 
And thank you all for listening to this podcast brought to you by AnnieJenningsPR.com. Till next time.